Welcome to part one of Health System CIO's interview with James Wellman, CIO at Blanchard Valley Health System. In this segment, Wellman talks about why he actually prefers to have a remotely hosted EHR system, how developing trust early on can pay enormous dividends during a crisis, and the overwhelmingly positive response Blanchard Valley has seen with virtual care and what it could mean going forward. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare. See your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more. Yeah, just wanted to talk a bit about what your team is doing, you know, how, how the strategy has changed recently. You've been at Blanchard Valley since last summer, correct? Yes, I arrived in um, July. Okay. So can you just give a little bit of information about the organization, you know, where you're located, um, you know, what you have in terms of the hospitals, things like that? Yeah, so we're in uh, Findlay, Ohio. That's Northwest Ohio. And we're a health system, two hospital, 150 bed at our primary location and a 25 bed critical access hospital in uh, Lufton. Well over 3,000 employees, uh, very nice area. Enjoyed it, you know, moving here. It was, uh, it was a, a really great system. Okay. And is it fairly rural there, or are there are some cities? How would you describe it? Finley is kind of a, an anomaly, to be honest with you. What I mean by that is it's under 50,000 people, so it's called a micropolitan. But it's the number one rated city in the U.S. for five years running, and they're looking to make it six. It's, it's an amazing place to live. It's kind yeah. of idyllic, really. We also joined the uh, Mayo uh, Clinic Care Network this, this past year, 2019. Okay. I think there's less than 45 health systems in the world that are part of that. So right. we were very, very honored to meet their criteria and be a part of that one. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Sounds like a good landing spot. In terms of EHR's picture, what do you have at this point? We are a full millennium shared between both facilities. We are not on Community Connect or anything like that. We're, we're, we have our own full version, remote hosted out of Kansas City, uh, okay. across the acute and ambulatory. Okay. And then we have multiple nursing homes that are using Point Click. We're a full service facility, cancer center, wound care, sleep labs, you name it, the occupational health. So we have the normal support applications and everything for those as well. Okay. And how does that work in terms of having it that remote hosted from your perspective? Really fast. I prefer the remote hosting. I don't know if you recall our conversations like where I was. I've taken the platform that it's much easier to restore some symbols of communications than it is to rebuild the data center. So as much right, as I can right. push out to the cloud and get off site, that way we could stand up situations anywhere. And I've just taken that from experiences learned, you know, watching in Oklahoma when you had uh, more medical devastated back in, I think, 2013. 
and they ended up, you know, putting up a temporary facility. So I yeah. kind of took those lessons and learned from Jocelyn as well and said, what would we do where I was? And I, I share that, you know, we don't, we're not Tornado Alley anymore, which is a good thing. Right. Uh, disasters happen. So I've just taken that approach and I think it uh, serves me well. Okay. So you hadn't necessarily had experience with this kind of remote hosting um, arrangement? Previously, eClinical Works, where I was, was remote hosted okay. for our ambulatory session. Our acute product, yeah. where I was, was on site. Uh, we were going to move it to remote hosting, which they're actually doing now. Okay. It started right as I left, uh, but they got somebody good in there. He's guiding them through that journey, and they're pushing that to remote hosting. So, you know, to me, I don't see any issues with this at all. And it's as good as a local communication. We have a solid infrastructure here for the network in the region and in the area. I mean, you have a, a monstrous business like Marathon. There's going to be good, solid communications coming here. And then we're right off I-75, the major thoroughfare right up and down between here and Detroit. goes, you know, all the way down to Florida. So. Okay. So, as you said, you're there not, not a year, maybe nine months or so. And uh, I'm sure that there was a strategic plan, but can you talk about how it has been impacted by what's happening with this pandemic? So, interestingly, I'm the first administrative level CIO in the organization. And they they had a lot of the things in here, but one of the really nice things was coming into this, it's not like it was a dumpster fire or anything was really bad. So they had good processes in place. They were starting down that Baldrige journey and doing all these things long before I ever came in. So I felt like I was here to polish rather than to uh, rebuild anything. So the neat thing is, is the team has responded very, very well. We've been flexible and been able to uh, stand up, you know, our telemedicine program. We, we got that launched and everything moving in a hurry. Uh, When all this happened, the team's been very resilient. We're, we're building multiple negative pressure rooms on one of our floors in, uh, in preparation for the surge, uh, should that hit us, as some of them are predicting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, IT's definitely involved in that. We've sent hundreds of people home. So we're working, you know, there with all the communications and uh, remote workforce. And these are all things that we have been talking about and never really done. And uh, we pulled right. the trigger on it in two weeks. It's been going surprisingly well because you're, you're waiting for something to happen. But uh, like I said, just blessed to be with a very solid team that overcoming any of the obstacles and quickly. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, there are a lot of situations where a CIO does have to walk into a situation that's gone wrong for whatever reason. And that would be even more challenging during this time. But being there about nine months or so, seems like you probably had a chance to kind of really get to know the organization and get to know the culture. I would think that that would be helpful in a time like this. Oh, definitely. Literally the, the first six months, you're walking around, learning things, meeting people, attending a lot of different meetings. And because I did not have a predecessor at the same level per se. Yeah. So some of these things were new and we were introducing some new ideas to the organization and they've been extremely receptive. They're very appreciative. The culture here has been very, very welcoming, very much of a can-do group of people. Um, We kind of tease, you know, we're we're small but mighty. So they offer quite a bit and 
learning those things and getting to, to develop that trust is key. You know, because if I'd spent that time and nobody knew who I was or I wasn't out walking around and then you walk into a situation like this, that's a rough time for people to be meeting me. Now, you know, being here only nine months, there's a lot of associates in the organization. I'm, I am meeting for the first time at all different yeah. locales, but uh, that is part for the course sometimes. But it's been very, yeah. very, very open. Nice. That's good. What is happening in terms of uh, telehealth? And had you had some telehealth in place previously? We were set up and we were down to two finalists to create a more of an urgent treatment component for telehealth. We wanted to launch that first. And so we were down between two vendors and getting ready to make a decision and hopefully sign a contract next month and get that mm. going and launch it this fall. We were primarily going to be focusing on our internal staff. We're self-insured and, you know, working the kinks out and then offering it to the public. And then we would start looking at specialists and other things in that regard. So we were yeah. kind of heading in there. When this happened, you know, we had not even selected a vendor. So we tabled that at that time. Previously, we had been working on a few different projects and we had just established a relationship with Zoom. Since they're okay. HIPAA compliant, they had the BAA, it was, uh, you know, we thought it was an easy transition. And we were looking at a few projects where we could have providers work with each other between our hospitals and maybe increase the acuity level of the critical access hospital. So mm -hmm. our timing was extremely fortunate. So I was able to reach out to my contact and launch Zoom within 48 hours. And we put over 100 providers onto the system uh, and starting to reach out to our patients. We like that platform because it's so device agnostic to the receiver. So they yeah. can be on an Android phone, an iPhone, their PC, a Mac, Chromebook, it doesn't matter. Uh, and that makes it really, really much better process for us to engage them. And the physicians here and the providers are, are uh, advanced practice providers have all just embraced this. So they're working really, really hard. And our utilization numbers are amazing. When I look at the Zoom dashboards and, and see everybody that's out there using the system and they come up with new ideas and new things to do every single day. Um, we think they're gonna have a tough time pulling this back in after all this settles. So, right, right. So in terms of the, the physicians using it mostly to communicate with each other? Uh, no, this is, we're going direct to the patients already. We've already had hundreds of telemedicine visits. Until okay. We, we launched it and we had our first telemedicine visit that day with a couple providers who are uh, very tech savvy that we had already yeah. been working with on some other interesting projects. They grabbed a hold of this and we identified a few patients and since a lot of things you know were released we were still able to do the consents felt comfortable in using zoom because like i say we had a baa in place they are HIPAA okay. compliant we didn't feel like we were doing a knee-jerk reaction to just put this up here i mean yes we could have started facetiming or doing a lot of other less controlled options but this works very very well you know we're we're setting it up, you're doing a vanity URLs, it looks professional. We have yeah. waiting rooms 
set up for the positions for the patients to come into virtual. You can use it audio, you can use it video. Uh, obviously each provider makes a, a clinical determination with what they need to do with, with that patient. It enabled us to uh, bring in a couple out of state physicians to provide some services for us as well. Uh, we had had some relationships that we were pursuing and with the suspension from CMS about allowing a provider from out of state to uh, work with our patients, that allowed us to do a few things as well. So again, yeah. very easy launch, very stable. We've not had any issues, knocking on some wood here, with Zoom or capacity. That part's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting what you said, though, about how some people are going to want that to be the way things go now on, especially since so many consumers are getting a crash course on Zoom. We use it for teacher conferences with my kids and everything. So that yeah. may be a tough one to have to pull back a bit. People are looking at this. So now they're going, well, you know, Doc, I have to drive in an hour and a half to see you. And it's yeah. just a routine yeah. thing. Can I keep doing this in the future? We hope so. And we hope we'll yeah. be reimbursed appropriately to maintain yeah. this and keep doing it. And on the next scare, we'll, we'll be even a little more prepared for the things that happen. But this offers us so many different opportunities, and we think it's the way of the future. We'll build it in with uh, ultimately some home monitoring, um, speaking to a lot of very innovative companies who have some very unique offerings. And we, we think that this is there. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be involved with a group that's a representative of, of a lot of CIOs across the country, and we kind of start talking every week at a predetermined time. And uh, everybody unanimously said, look, guys, this is it. We are not going to go back. Uh, we just can't see yeah. that they'll say, never mind, you can't do this anymore. Obviously, they'll, they'll go for the, back to our BAAs and our HIPAA compliance. I think that puts us ahead of the game having Zoom in there, and we're already looking right. at vetting it into uh, to our millennium so that we can create virtual visits. Very interesting how it's kind of uh, kick-starting something that has been in the works for so long. It's unfortunate, obviously, what's happening, but perhaps there is that side benefit of uh, telemedicine being able to move forward if, as you said, the reimbursement piece is dealt with properly. Yes. I mean, obviously, that'll be a determining factor. We've proven that the technology's here. It's viable and that people will use it. You know, this is kind of, sometimes I hate to use the, the commentary that's been used, but I mean, we're seeing the wartime innovation. Everybody's yeah. pulling things out. We're doing a lot of different interesting things. You know, I'm, I'm talking to people all over the country and they're doing some really innovative ideas and they're sharing them. You know, that's yeah. the one thing I thought was neat. I was on a call the other night and, you know, I'm listening to another CIO and he says, hey, we're white labeling and sharing all the source code and putting all this out it was a project that they were working on but this is too important we're going to share it with everybody you know and that's yeah. that's what i've seen the collaboration has been wonderful in that regard so hopefully we'll keep that yeah. going thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com to hear other podcasts visit our website or subscribe to our account in itunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast